What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Higgis, and ladies and gentlemen, it's a good day to be listening to Rookie Ball because not only do we have NFL games to get into, we got the MLB playoffs to predict. So without further ado, let's get it. So yes, happy beginning of the week, everybody, and the MLB playoffs have begun. But before we get into that, we got some NFL games from this past weekend to go over. So we're not going to spend too much time on them, so we can stay with this 30 to 40 minute episode. Uh, But we're just going to talk about them. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, but we won't get into stats as much as you guys are used to. So first off, we had the very early London game between the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. The Vikings come out. On a double doink, the Saints lose after missing a 60-yard field goal on a double doink. Uh, And it was an alright performance. Once again, Justin Jefferson carried this team uh, to a victory. Sure, other people did alright, but this was mostly the Justin Jefferson show. And I think we're just learning that the Saints are not good. Um, I am officially going to the Bengals and Saints game next weekend. So, we'll have a little bit of a live experience for Rookie Ball. But yes, in this game, Justin Jefferson showed out. I'm learning that the Saints just aren't good. So, still waiting on that consistent performance by the Vikings, their entire team. But, a win is a win. Then we had the offensive battle of the century, it felt like. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Detroit Lions 48-45. to And if you had someone on your fantasy team from this matchup that wasn't their defense you had a great week i mean everyone was scoring left and right the seahawks offense could not be stopped this game it it felt ridiculous watching some of this game the seahawks pull out um the lions look competitive in every game and the seahawks actually look kind of good geno smith looks really good because there's all this talk like cooper rush and and jacoby Brissett and all these guys that are playing very well for backups, but are not playing like a great starter in this league. Geno Smith is playing like a great starter in this league. He's looking like he could get a job somewhere. So great performance by both teams. Uh, The defense just decided to not show up to the game at all, Uh, but it was a very entertaining game to watch. You know, I, I, I gotta give it that. Then we had another very entertaining game to watch the Jets and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Jets come out on top 24-20 with a last-minute touchdown that was reversed uh, from a no-touchdown call. And obviously, Kenny Pickett played in this game. A lot of people are talking about how good he looked. The man threw three interceptions. He did not have a good game. Sure, he showed potential, and he showed a lot more uh, pizzazz than Mitchell Trubisky does. I agree with that very much so. But you cannot say he looked good this game. That man threw three interceptions and he didn't even play all four quarters. Uh, The Jets, on the other hand, what did I say? I picked them to win this game. And that is because Zach Wilson, he didn't look great. Uh, He looked pretty mid. But it was enough to win a football game against a team that I do think, talent-wise, is a little bit better than them. So with that being said, no, the Jets are still not playoff contenders, 
but they have officially kind of entered that tier of this team could could shock you uh but no playoffs for them and same for the Steelers all three AFC North teams lost on Sunday praise to the heavens uh so that division is going to be very interesting but I don't see the Steelers being players in it at all then we had my snooze fest of the week the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears the Chicago Bears just lost to three different quarterbacks in one game Saquon Barkley threw the ball and came in as an emergency quarterback in this game for New York listen Chicago is they gotta fix that franchise Justin Fields is is not the answer um I said that he was gonna make a little bit of a jump I even I even clarified at the beginning of the season that sure he's not gonna take this giant leap and be you know a really good quarterback now that he has a different coach and blah 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 but man he is just like not taking it any steps towards being better uh he looks like he's getting destroyed out there obviously something's going on with the coaching or with him uh because he's not getting past attempts and when he does he is not taking advantage of them the new york giants on the other hand they don't look great um they still look bad but you know what they're three and one and that is good enough for tied for second in the division with the cowboys i don't know i they listen they have a decently easy schedule considering also their division outside of the Eagles obviously I see a world where the Giants could sneak in especially with Saquon playing that well and if Daniel Jones isn't insanely hurt from this past game I could see a world where they may be able to sneak in but I don't know then we had a game that I, I should have predicted, right? It was the Tennessee Titans and Indianapolis Colts. Tennessee Titans win this one 24-17. Derrick Henry has another very impressive game following his Week 3 performance. And the Colts, I don't know, they, they, they looked good in this game, but they didn't look great. And it mostly looked like it was the receiver's fault. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor has been ruled out for this upcoming Thursday night game. So the Colts look like they're in a dangerous spot, and I think the Titans are finally looking like the team that we expected them, or I expected specifically them to be, this season, which is the best team in the AFC South. And I think these last couple weeks, it's it's finally been released, and it's finally, finally been revealed. Although, there's a team that we're going to talk about in a bit that had a pretty competitive game that is also in the AFC South. Speaking of teams in the AFC South, the Houston Texans remain winless after losing to the Los Angeles Chargers. Austin Eckler had three touchdowns this game. Uh, a great performance by the Chargers. Sure, their defense led a decent amount of points for a very average, even below average, Texans offense. Listen, if you're able to score more points than the other team, it don't matter how bad your defense is. But you hope at some point they get a little bit better because they've looked pretty weak uh, to start this season. And, and you want to fix that issue as soon as you possibly can. But for now, the Los Angeles Chargers win this game and Justin Herbert looks back to health. So we're all glad to have that going. Then we had the, the laughing stock of the week. The Browns lost to the Falcons. What did I say? Um, I did realize I made a horrible mistake after I released my last episode um, because I said that I was going to predict the Browns to go 0-17 and, and I made it a huge point of this season and I'll be honest it totally slipped my mind uh, when I was predicting the games I was just looking at it and it was just like oh the Browns are going to beat the Falcons 
I'm so upset because if I would have just sticked with my joke, I would have gotten an extra game in here. And you know what? I even I did even say there is a world where the Falcons win this game, and I and I could see it. And I even said it. I said it out loud. But you know what? It slipped my mind. Um, I'm gonna give myself a half point for this because I I just messed up. Uh, but you know that's how things go. Sometimes sometimes you just forget. Uh, so. The Falcons beat the Browns. Uh, the run game for the Falcons looks amazing, even though, unfortunately, Cordell Patterson looks like he's going to be out for quite a while, maybe even the whole season. But the Falcons looked impressive in this game because the Browns played like the Browns. Uh, Nick Chubb still had a great game. Jacoby Brissett had a very, you know, average good game for a backup quarterback. And, you know, given that they played like, how, like, how we expect them to play and they played at that level and they lost to the Falcons I'm really not scared of the Browns the only reason I was slightly scared of the Browns this season was if they were in a competitive spot once he who shall not be named comes back uh given this loss and looking at their schedule coming up with a couple of games in the AFC North I don't see a world where the Browns are still heavily competitive in the division race once their quarterback comes back uh so with that being said i'm not worried about the browns i think this upcoming sunday game between the bengals and the ravens are going to obviously it's going to decide who's in first place for right now but i think it's going to show that they are the the two competitors in this division then we got one I don't need to spend too much time on. As I said, the Cowboys are going to beat the Commanders. Cooper Rush is going to remain undefeated as a starting quarterback in this league. And for what reason? You know, he's had an impressive game this week, but also the Commanders were just abysmal on the defensive and the offensive side this game. Uh, Carson Wentz, obviously, is not the answer. Still an upgrade from last season with Taylor Heineke. Um, but yeah, doesn't look great. And... The Cowboys, I think eventually they're going to start facing teams that are actually challenging. Like, their last three wins have just not been that impressive to me. That being said, you know, they still have a very high chance of making it back into the playoffs uh, this season. The question is, will they be starting Cooper or Dak when that time comes? I personally think it should be Dak. Then we got it. I don't know. A lot of people are playing down this game a bit between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, all the focus is on the Eagles, as it should be. You know, they're 4-0. They're the last remaining undefeated team left in the NFL, and great for them. I mean, they look amazing to start this season. Jalen Hurts played all right this game. Uh, kind of got bailed out by Miles Sander, who had an amazing game, uh, and the receivers looked good as well. And the defense really showed out halfway through this game. Obviously, the Jaguars got off to a 14-0 start. It looked insanely promising for them. And they kind of fell apart and let 21 unanswered points by the Eagles. And it just kind of fell down the drain after that. That being said, given that I do think the Eagles right now are the best team in the NFL, and based off standings, based off talent, I, they just look amazing. They only lost by 8, and they had a 14-point lead on them. I think this was a very impressive showing for the Jaguars. This is a team, the Jaguars, that we didn't expect to be anywhere this season. We expect to take a little bit of a jump, but nothing crazy. 
versus a team that we are all now very convinced is the best team in the NFL, and I think the Jaguars have put up the best fight against them so far. So sure, I do still think Tennessee is the front runner for the AFC South. I think the Jaguars are going to provide a heavy amount of competition depending on their schedule. Then we had our final noon game between the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. Man, this was an upsetting one. Uh, obviously, I was rooting for the Bills because, uh, you know, I want the Bengals to get further up in the division. I wanted the AFC North teams to lose, but it was really heartbreaking seeing this game. The Ravens obviously were up with a lot. The Ravens were up pretty heavily throughout this entire game, uh, and it just fell apart. Buffalo stormed back. It, it wasn't pretty, and it ended up obviously in a Bills win on a game-winning field goal, and I didn't get to watch the entire game, but I did get to watch uh, that final drive by Buffalo in the first few minutes of the game as well, but I got to watch that final drive of Buffalo, and it just felt like emotionally too, that the Ravens defense was just not there, and obviously there were some fights on the sidelines between the players on the defensive side as well, it looks like the Ravens are a little bit broken right now, and obviously injuries, just like last season, have hit them pretty hard to start this season out as well, which stinks. But here's where they need to get it together. Obviously, I'm rooting for the Bengals, you know, on Sunday night, but they need to get it together. This is their game to show. I think a lot of people are leaning the Bengals' side because the Ravens have fallen off some momentum. They had that heartbreaking loss against the Dolphins, now this one against the Bills, to whereas the Bengals have been carrying momentum, just beat the Jets, just got a really good win against the Dolphins on Thursday Night Football. So I think a lot of people are high on the Bengals, low on the Ravens. This is their chance to get back up. Do I think they're going to do it? Guess we'll have to find out Friday. Um, but yeah, I think the Ravens need to get back to it. The Bills, they need to get going in that first half. Ever since that Dolphins game, they have not looked like the Bills that we were used to in the first two games of the season. Then we had our afternoon games, the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. As expected, the Cardinals uh, won this game. Uh, I mean, there's not really much to say about it. Baker Mayfield's not good. The Cardinals are better than the Panthers. I think the Cardinals are still a playoff team, and I think they have presented it pretty well so far this season. Then, my lock of the week. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. My upset of the week and lock of the week were correct for the second week in a row. You know how it goes bars uh the las vegas raiders claim their first win of the nfl season beating the denver broncos you know why because they're better than the broncos the broncos are not good they are the worst team in the afc west and you know what russell wilson actually had a pretty good game um it wasn't crazy impressive but it was better than what we've come to expect so far in the season on the raiders side defense still looked pretty vulnerable but the offense pulled out in this one. And like I said, that's what matters at the end of the day. If you score more points than the other team, you win the football game. It's as simple as that. Then we had a crazy game. What did I say about this Packers and Patriots game? I said I'm picking the Packers, but I think I think the Patriots can make this one go. I, I could see a world where they win this one. Obviously, Brian Hoyer gets injured in the in the first half of this game, and Zappy comes in, and you know what? He looked all right. Um, I'm 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 just really tired of this 
backup has a very average middle of the pack game and all of a sudden he's amazing but it was a good performance especially since it was one of his first career starts um but no it was his first career start it was his debut and he showed out he kept pace for pace with Aaron Rodgers and took him to overtime now sure the Packers did pull this one out by a field goal which I'm slightly upset about because uh, for those who don't know I don't like the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers not because of anything with the team um but the Packers pull this one out 27 to 24 in overtime I don't think the Patriots are out of this playoff race just because Mac Jones is injured because honestly Zappi looked like he performed the same amount of play that Mac usually does so they're not out of anything they looked competitive in this game we'll see where they go from here speaking of competitive um wasn't this game Sunday night between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Chiefs owned them this game Tampa Bay looked about as functional as Tom Brady and Giselle's marriage tough one right yeah I know it is sad uh that that they are getting divorced and it is 100% Tom's fault uh you know I think this is starting his villain arc he is he's looking he's looking scary it's it he doesn't look like that pleasant of a dude lately um and you know what? he kind of got what he deserved Patrick Mahomes finally got his revenge on him by winning this game 41 to 31 both defenses didn't show up for this game either um but the Bucks got most of their points in the second half anyways it was kind of already over by then so the Chiefs look really good I still think uh they're the best team in the AFC West even though I did predict the Raiders to win the division I think talent wise the Chiefs are still the best team uh and they're proving it to me uh very well they've they've started off this season really nicely then we had the Monday night football game, which, man, was just shocking to me. It's between the 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. I picked the Rams to win this game, and I didn't expect by this much. They won 24-9, the 49ers did, and it was a defensive showing for the 49ers. The offense did not look that great outside of Debo Samuel, and the defense showed out getting a pick six in this game. Not much to say except for the Rams look uh look like they're in a bit of danger to start this season obviously they're coming from a Super Bowl win last season and it looks like they just uh looks like they crashed down to start the season obviously they had a blowout loss against the Bills to open this season almost got uh a huge comeback uh against them with the Falcons and now this game where they get murked by a division rival and Jimmy Garoppolo is now undefeated against this team the 49ers look good I said they were going to be good I still think Jimmy Garoppolo is just good enough to propel this team to a division victory but the NFC West looks wide open all four teams two and two to open up the first four weeks of the NFL season so I can't wait to see the Seahawks even look competitive in this division now now to wrap up with the NFL, let's preview this Thursday night football game that is happening tomorrow night between the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos, two teams that I think people were a little bit too high on to start this season, and one team people still are high on, uh, and the other people are starting to finally realize that they might not be what we're expecting them to be. The Broncos fully healthy going into this matchup the Indianapolis Colts obviously will not have Jonathan Taylor for tomorrow night's game 
What does that mean for the Colts? It means they're going to have to pass the ball. And I'll tell you what, the Broncos defense has looked formidable so far this season. So with that being said, my prediction for this game, the Broncos offense is not good. And it hasn't been good all season, even in that Raiders game. Sure, it looked better than it was, but it did not look like a winning offense. If the Colts offense, if their pass attack, and you know what, Marlon Mack is, sorry, Naheem Hines, their backup running back is not bad himself. If their passing can have a couple of breakout plays, you know, getting a long play or, you know, a, a good drive, I like the Colts in this matchup. Uh, I think the logical thing with Jonathan Taylor out is to pick Denver, but I think if Indianapolis can keep up offensively, they can win this game because the Denver offense is not going to be well, uh, and it hasn't been all season. So we'll see how this one plays out, but without further ado, for the first time in season four, let's get into another sport. Let's get into the MLB. Alright, so before we begin predicting these MLB playoff series, I would like to clarify, I am a huge MLB fan. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm a huge fan of the Cincinnati Reds because that's where I was raised in Cincinnati. Obviously, they did not have a great season. They ended in fourth in their division and they still look really bad. That being said, I did not watch as much baseball as I would have liked to this season, so I know the very bare minimum about all the teams in the playoffs this year, but not as much as I would like to. Obviously, as the playoffs go on, I'll understand more, but without further ado, let's get into it. I'm just going to predict every single series up until my World Series champion, and we'll see if I'm right. Uh, this could either go really well or really wrong. So let's start on the AL side. We have in the wild card series, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cleveland Indians. So first up, we have the Tampa Bay Rays at the sixth seed against the Cleveland Guardians as the three seed in a best of three format. Uh, so whoever wins two games first. Listen, I've, I've heard that the Guardians are better than we expected them to be this season. The Rays obviously have a lot of success in the last four or five years of the MLB playoffs. And both of these teams have experience in the playoffs recently. But the Rays have a little bit more experience between their players. Uh, I think Wonder Franco is really good. I got to see him in a couple of live games this season against the Reds. And he looked really impressive, and I think this team is fun to watch, and they're a little bit low budget, which is super awesome as well. And I also don't like the name change that the Cleveland... Obviously, I don't want them to still be called the Indians, uh, and I wanted them to change that logo, but they could have made it something cool, like the Spiders, or I don't know. But Guardians is not that cool of a name, so for that reason, <laughs> this shows you how much I know about the season. Uh, the Rays are going to win this best of three matchup against Cleveland calling it then we got a very near and dear to my heart team the fifth seeded seattle mariners going up against the fourth seeded toronto blue jays now i know the blue jays are good vladimir guerrero jr is a monster uh and they have some decent pitching it's nothing great uh and i enjoy some of the people on the blue jays team i have to pick the mariners 
I have to pick the Mariners because they have control over a lot of Reds players that have been traded to them over the last season, including Luis Castillo, Eugenio Suarez, Jesse Winker. So some of my favorite Reds players over the last five to 10 years are on this team right now. For that reason, I have to pick the Mariners to win this series. I absolutely have to, and they've had a very magical season. It's been really fun to watch the Mariners this season. So for that reason, that's where we're going. We're going with Seattle. And let's just, let's finish out the AL. So where does that leave us? That leaves us with Tampa Bay going up against Houston. I believe, I believe they're going to do the format of the higher seed goes up against the, uh, against the number one seed. So with that being said, it is expected that According to my predictions, the Rays would be facing the Astros. Now, obviously, the Astros have a lot of bad history, obviously, with their cheating scandals, but they've moved past it, and they still have a lot of players that I like. I like Justin Verlander. I like Jose Altuve. Uh, not a big fan of Alex Bregman, but they have a lot of players that I do like, and they are the number one seed for a reason. So you know what? I'm going with Houston to win this series. Then we got... The Yankees, obviously Aaron Judge just hit his 62nd homer of the season yesterday uh, to set the AL record for homers in a single season. Going up against the Seattle Mariners. And what did I say? I, I, I have to. Even though I know the Yankees are significantly better talent-wise, uh, pitching-wise, offensive, bullpen, everything, I know they're better. I'm going with Seattle. I think they got some magic in them. And you know what? Seattle versus Houston? I got Seattle. Seattle is going to the World Series. Watch it happen. Luis Castillo is going to perform well. And you know what? Suarez is, is going to win World Series MVP. I, I don't know if I'm actually predicting them to win the World Series. But I have them going to the World Series. Uh, and obviously their rookie, Julio Rodriguez, has been spectacular this season. I don't know. They just got some magic in them. I like them. I got the Mariners going to the World Series, beating the Houston Astros to get there. Then we move into the NL. So we start off with the team that just squeaked in there literally yesterday with the Philadelphia Phillies going up against the St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals have looked very fun. Albert Pujols obviously passed 600 home runs in his career, and he looks really really good over the last month I don't know if they juiced him up or something but something hit him and he actually looks like a really good hitter in the league he looks like he could play like a couple more seasons but obviously he's not uh I think and the Cardinals you know as much as I hate them as a Reds fan we've we've been bred to hate the Cardinals they've lost a lot of the players that I do hate outside of Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina um the Phillies not a big fan of the Phillies, and they just squeaked in last night, so obviously they're not a crazy, you know, amazing performer. So for that reason, I got the Cardinals winning this series. I can't pick the upsets every time, uh, but I, I genuinely like them more in this series. I think they have a great uh, roster, including Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt and all the players along with them. Then we got in the wildcard round, the Padres and the... <laughs> 
the Mets. Uh, they fumbled their division really badly. See, I keep up a little bit. I keep up a little bit. I know they had a huge lead going into September in their division, but the Braves come back. They sweep them in their final series of the season and claim the AL or sorry the NL East over the Mets. Now they're stuck in the wild card round against the San Diego Padres. And Tatis Jr. is back, I think, I think, right? I think he's back. The Mets obviously looked very impressive throughout most of this season outside of the last, you know, month. Uh, and you know what? Mets fans have been through a lot. Uh, Padres fans have been through a lot as well. Don't get me wrong. They have spent a significant amount of money with no results really to show from them. So what do I think is going to happen here? I'll give some hope to the Mets fans. The Mets are moving on in this series. They're going to beat the Padres. I could see this one going either way, but I got them moving on, but I don't have them moving on past the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think they got so good that we forgot how good they were. This team ran away so much with their division that we just forgot about them, and there was no like information really to gather about them except for how amazing they were that being said they are going to beat the Mets they're going to destroy the Mets the Dodgers are an unstoppable force they have Freddie Freeman they have they have everybody they literally every player to ever exist plays on the Dodgers right now uh with that being said yeah they're going to beat the Mets I could see that being a sweep honestly then moving on we have the St. Louis Cardinals and the Atlanta Braves two teams that for the Cardinals, you know, outside of being a rival of the Reds, two teams that I generally like. Now, obviously, the Braves, I wish they changed their name uh, and some of the chants they do. But in terms of the players, in terms of the rosters, I, I like both of these teams. I think they got some really cool people on it, and they're built very structurally and very well and not too much on money. Um, that being said, the Braves have just destroyed these past five or six years as a team they've played really well obviously they're the returning champs from last season and you know what they're going back to the national league championship series uh to match up against the dodgers once again so i got them beating the cardinals the one and two seed make it to the nlcs and what team is coming out my my uh my brain tells me to pick the dodgers but that's not what we like to hear around here we like the upsets at rookie ball so we're taking the Atlanta Braves now it's not even to be said if if they will make the NLCS they could lose to whoever they face in the second round but you know what I, I got the Atlanta Braves I think they return to the World Series against the Seattle Mariners I think that'd be a very fun matchup who do I think is gonna win that matchup the Braves the Braves are going to win that matchup. Sorry, Seattle. I know I got you all the way there and your hopes were high because, you know, they got Reds players and I have a little bit of bias. But I think Atlanta genuinely, not roster-wise, but the way they play together and, and the heart they play with are the best team in this entire playoff bracket. And for that reason, I got Atlanta win in the world series you heard it here first if it's correct go ahead and retweet me everywhere talk about how rookie ball phoenix Higus predicted the atlanta braves to go back to back and win the world series two years in a row and there we go just to show you guys i mean obviously for those longtime listeners you've heard me talk about other sports 
but we finally jumped out of the NFL for a little bit. But we'll get right back into it on Friday to discuss my predictions for this upcoming week's game. And I know I was going to talk about my recap and, you know, what my predictions were doing. We're going to save that for next week. I totally, it crossed, it didn't cross my mind that the MLB playoffs were starting. So we decided to put that on, on this episode. So on Friday, we'll be talking about how I've been doing so far and re rerouting my playoff predictions in the NFL. So we'll get right back into it. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will see you guys on Friday and I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here.